Hello and welcome to Camel Screen Guild Players from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Welcome, everybody. Tonight, your neighborhood good golf dealer joins the Gulf Oil Companies in presenting another program in this series of reviews, musical comedies, and dramatic shows. All the varied entertainment forms of Hollywood. So welcome, all of you, to the Motion Picture Star's own program. Welcome to the Gulf Screen Guild Show. With Joey Brown, Claudette Colbert, Edith Fellows, The King's Men, Bill Regan, of Oscar Bradley and your master of ceremonies for tonight, Melvin Douglas. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Melvin Douglas welcoming you to another Gulf Screen Guild show. These shows are written, acted, and directed each week by the biggest names in Hollywood for the benefit of the Motion Picture Relief Fund. And tonight's show is no exception. It was written by Frank Gill and Bill Demling and directed by Lloyd Bacon. And now I'd like for you to meet our first guest, one of Hollywood's brightest singing stars, Phil Regan. (laughs) Phil is going to sing The Moon is a Silver Dollar. The stars that twinkle tenderly they sprinkle Stardust all over the blue What a treasure for me and for you Please cuddle closer, just a little closer Look up with me And what do you see? The moon is a silver dollar Shining up in the sky There's a dream we can buy Sweetheart, you and I The moon is a silver dollar Made for lovers to share And with you in my arms I'm a millionaire Our cares and troubles I'm only small change Someday they'll all change Into a dream Come true The moon is a silver dollar What a glorious sight Let's invest it in love Tonight Thank you, Phil Regan. That was swell. Don't go away. We want to hear more from you later. And now, ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you'll excuse me for a moment, I've got to go off into a huddle with myself and think up an introduction for Joe E. Brown. In the meantime, we'll hear from John Conte. Most of us are really quite interested in our automobiles. For instance, take the case of a certain motorist whom we'll call uh, the patient Mr. Sneed. Now, Mr. Sneed lives in Atlanta, Georgia. 
And he became interested, among other things, in what motor oil to use. For years, he patiently tried one oil after another until it sampled practically every oil in the state. Still, none suited him until he came across an oil called Gulf Pride. With Gulf Pride, Mr. Sneed found that his car went to the shop less often, and so he made an experiment. In his next car, he used only Gulf Pride, and here's what happened. He drove that car over 100,000 miles without engine trouble, and when he traded it in recently, the motor was still acting like a youngster. That's a true story, and we thought it would interest you motorists who are about to change your motor oil. Why not take the advice of the do-it-now sign outside your good golf dealers and make your oil change this season a change to Gulf Pride, the motor oil that works wonders of lubrication. Thank you, John Conti. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I thought of it. We now bring you that grand guy, that faultless fellow, that generous gentleman, that man with a heart as big as his mouth, Mr. Joe E. Brown. <laughs> thank you, Melvin. Thank you. That was a great introduction, all except one little teensy-weensy thing. Uh, <laughs> you shouldn't have mentioned my mouth. You call that a teensy-weensy thing? <laughs> now, wait a minute, Melvin. My, my mouth isn't so big anymore. Don't tell me your mouth was bigger. Bigger? Bigger than this little Cupid's bow that I've got now? <laughs> Shucks, yes. Why, when I was a kid, my mouth was so wide, I had to pucker up my lips to get through a door. Oh. <laughs> I can see I was all wrong, Joe. I should have introduced you as the great athlete that you are. Mm. Thank you, Mel. <laughs> you know, when I was in college, I was the boxing champion. I only got licked once. <laughs> that wasn't my fault. What was the matter? Was the other fellow heavier than you were? No, but I should have suspected something crooked when we weighed in. Oh, dirty work, eh? Uh, I think so. <laughs> he weighed 103 stripped and 195 with his gloves on. <laughs> Say, Joe, we have another great college athlete here tonight that you might be interested in meeting. Yeah, who? Oscar Bradley, our orchestra leader. Shake hands with Oscar, Joe. <laughs> okay, lift him up. <laughs> How do you do, Mr. Brown? Hmm, he's cute. <laughs> Hello, Oscar. Okay, Mel, put him down. <laughs> Just a minute, Melvin. Before you put me down, would you do me a favor? Why, of course, Oscar, anything. What is it? Swing me a little. What? <laughs> okay. Here we go. Whee! <laughs> you call him an athlete? Why, you guys don't know anything about athletics. Of course, I'm not the bragging type, Mel, but I'll never forget the time I saved the football championship for my college. Hi, good, old Toledo, uh, good old Toledo, good old Toledo, normal. It was the final Joe, game of the season. Joe, I... this is Ken Darby and Rad Rabin Robinson, one of the King's men. Oh, how do you do? As I was saying, it was the final game of the season. When I ran out on the oh. field... Hello. I... Hiya, fellas. Joe, this is John Dodson and Buddy Lynn, two more of the King's men. Yeah, well, how do you do? As I was saying, the final game of the season, when I ran out on the field... Oh, for heaven's sake, bring in the King and get it over with. <laughs> As I was saying, I turned hey, to the referee... Joe, wait a minute. Did you ever hear these fellas sing the Three Little Fishes? No, no, I haven't. But as I was saying, I turned to the referee, gave him my number, told him my name. The play started. Mama Pitty Pim, Mipu Tan, and the Pam, and the Pam all over the dam. 
that story, I want you to meet Edith Fellows. Before I start, before I... Before I... Hello. Hello. Edith, we're very glad to have you with us tonight. Thank you, Mr. Douglas. Uh, hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. What did you say your name was? Edith Fellows. Fellows. <laughs> you know, fellows, when I went to college, there was a fellow named Fellows. <laughs> Hank Fellows. Nice fellow, Fellows. Well, that's my daddy. Well, slap my cheeks and call me Rosie. Did you ever hear your father mention a fellow at school named Brown? Joseph Evan? Oh, yes. My daddy said you had a nickname in college. <laughs> That's right. He used to call me Dinky. Dinky? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the way I heard it. Oh, <laughs> uh, Great kid are you, father. He must have told you plenty about our college days. Oh, yes. Have you still got the same cat you used to have? Cat? Where did you get that idea? I never had a cat. That's funny. My daddy said you had the homiest puss in college. <laughs> you know, your daddy's beginning to annoy me. That mug, er, man, you call father still jealous of me because I beat him out for pitcher on the baseball team. Now, wait a minute. My daddy's the best pitcher in the world. I saw him play. He can throw a slow ball, a fastball, a fadeaway ball. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. That's nothing. Can your father throw a screwball? I don't know. How much do you weigh? <laughs> 
mind talk. I've got a good mind to put you across my knee. If you were a little older, I would. <laughs> that reminds me, when is Claudette Colbert going to get here? Yes, when will Miss Colbert get here? You know, she's my favorite star. I wanted to see her picture last night, but there was no one around to go with me. Oh, dear, what's the matter, Oscar? Don't you like to go to the movies alone? It isn't that. But they won't let me in unless I'm accompanied by an adult. <laughs> well, I'll, uh, I'll let you in the secret, Oscar. If you play your cards right, there may be a treat in store for you. You know, most stars have hobbies, and Claudette is taking little children to the movies. You mean she actually takes children to the movies? Yep. Isn't that right, Joe? Dad, <laughs> Dad. I should have expected that. Come on, Oscar. Claudette will be here right after your next number, and then I'll introduce you to her. Goo, goo. <laughs> All right, Junior, tighten up your safety pin and swing into that music. <laughs> Baby Oscar Bradley plays his own arrangement of two of Rogers and Hart's loveliest melodies, Mountain Greenery and My Heart Stood Still. <laughs> Now, ladies and gentlemen, we bring you one of the most charming ladies in Hollywood. Whee! Oscar, Oscar, stop jumping up and down. That charming screen personality... <laughs> Joe, stop biting the microphone. Why? For goodness sake, fellas, do you want Claudette to get the wrong impression of us? Heaven, no. Now, remember, Claudette comes from France, where manners are manners. You know what I mean? Ah, oh, oui, oui. <laughs> Vive la France! That's the idea. Be gallant. Be gentlemen. Help her with her coat. Help her with her hat. Help her with... Careful now. Here she is. So remember what I told you. Ladies and gentlemen, Claudette Colbert. Ah, Mademoiselle Colbert, bonjour. Oh, we are so happy to have you with us. Aren't we, boxcar? Oscar. Oui, oui, mademoiselle. We welcome thee with open arms. Well, uh, 
Well, thank you so very much for giving me the grand welcome, but there is one thing I would like to know. Ah, uh, and what is that? Are you guys nuts? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, they were just trying to be nice, Claudette, make you feel at home. Oh, I see. Oh, oh that's right, Claudette. May I help you off with your clothes? Why, thank you. Miss Colbert, may I help you off with your hat? Thank you. Uh, Claudette, may I help you off with your gloves? Well, yes, thank you. And, and now, Melvin, I... Oh, Miss Colbert, may I help you off with your... Oscar! Goodness sake. I'm sorry, Miss Colbert. I'm so excited. I'm very anxious to get his pictures. And I wonder if you would give me a letter to some producer who could use me. Oh, I'd be glad to ask her, but I don't know anyone who produces shorts. <clears throat> <laughs> anyway, Oscar, uh, a letter of introduction doesn't guarantee a movie career. It doesn't? No, no, Oscar. You know, when I first came to Hollywood, all I had in the world was a letter of introduction and a cheese sandwich. I'll never forget the day I walked into that producer's office. Really, Miss Colbert? Was he a big producer? No, I don't think so. He wouldn't read the letter till I gave him the sandwich. <laughs> but you never told me about that, Claudette. <laughs> Didn't I, Paul? Oh, that was a big day in my life. I'll never forget the thrill I got when I spent my last dime to drive up to the studio in a taxi. Here it is, ladies. Pathetic pictures. Thank you. How do you do, miss? Uh, is there anything I can do for you? How do you do? I, I have a letter of introduction to Mr. Drench, the great European producer. Junior or senior? What's the difference? Junior will be in in five minutes, and senior will be out in five years. <laughs> Just sit, uh, sit on the bench over there with that man, little girl, and I'll call you when Mr. Drench arrives. Oh, thank you. Move over, darling, and let the lady sit down. Thank you. This is my daddy, lady. Yes. I'm Melvin Applepuss. <laughs> This is little Edith Applepuss. I'm going to be a child star. Yeah. Darling, darling, don't bother the lady. Partner, please. Oh, that's all right. Your child? Yes. Homely, isn't she? Uh, <laughs> well, she, she's a little nervous today. You know, lady, I should be out playing like other children my age, but Mother says I have to work because Daddy's a bum. Well, <laughs> she is homely, isn't she? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, I think she's cute. Uh, oh, Miss Goldberg. It's cold there. <laughs> Have it your own way. Uh, did you want to see Mr. Drench, the producer? Yes, I did. I'm sorry, but there's been a reorganization. Mr. Von Schmutten is now the producer. Oh, well, well, can I see Mr. Von Schmutten then? Yes, but first you'll have to see Mr. Drench. Uh, he's in the sixth office. No, the seventh office. Well, I don't know which office he's in, but you can see the names on the doors, right down that corridor. Thank you. Let's see. Oh, Waterman, Ackerman... Alderman, Overman, Gentleman, Middleman. <laughs> oh, here it is. Joe E. Drench. Come inside from the door, please. I beg your pardon. Are you Mr. Drench? Yes, ma'am, that's me. Joe E. Drench. <laughs> Come right in, my dear. Are those people with you? What people? Oh. Oh, it's you. Quick, darling, recite. Yes, Daddy. Mary, Mary, quite contrary. The cow jumped over the moon. The cow jumped over the moon? <laughs> That's not so good. Can you do it? <laughs> Mr. Drench, Mr. Drench, I'd like to say that Mr. I have... Corner, I... sat in the corner, eating his Christmas pie. He's stuck in his thumb. Yeah, mushy, wasn't it? <laughs> now, Mr. Drench, she I have spoiled another... my poem. She spoiled my poem. Quiet, she Edith, quiet. Control yourself. Edith, remember, you're an apple puss. <laughs> I want to see Mr. Van Schmooten, the producer. Oh, Mr. Van Schmooten, the producer? Yes. Well, I'm sorry, there's been a slight reorganization. 
Mr. Von Schooten isn't the producer anymore. <laughs> Mr. Von Tooten is the producer now. <laughs> and a very good one, too. He produces B-pictures for Penny Arcade. Well, that's very interesting, Mr. Drench, but, uh, well, can I see Mr. Von Tooten? Well, yes, of course, but first you will have to see Mr. Von Schooten. <laughs> Walk right through that door, please. He's an adjoining office. Thank you. I beg your pardon. Are you Mr. Von Schmooten? Yes, that's right. I am Joe E. Von Schmooten. Motion pictures greatest showman. Open all night. Honk for curb service. <laughs> well, I, I thought maybe you could use me. I've never been in pictures before, but last year I was Miss Outskirts of Pasadena. Wonderful. <laughs> 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 the audience wants freshness, youth, and vigor, mm. and I am the man that gives it to them. For years, for years, I have been looking for a new face. Mm-hmm. From where I'm standing, it's a good idea. <laughs> but of course, you don't understand. What I am looking for is a girl with Hedy Lamar's figure, Rosalind Russell's poise, Betty Grable's legs, Joan Crawford's eyes, Betty Grable's legs, Constance Bennett's nose, Priscilla Lane's lips, and Betty Grable's legs. <laughs> I need new blood. Do you hear me? I need new blood. Well, you don't need an actress. You need a transfusion. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, you are not only beautiful, but you're clever. <laughs> you're just the girl I want. Now, just wait until I open the safe and I'll get a contract for you. Mm, iron must be happening for my agent came from there. Uh, oh, this door is so heavy. Hey, what's this in my safe? Hello. Quick, darling, recite. Oh, now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh, lady, I'm sorry, but if you don't get her a job, I'll have to take in washing again. <laughs> Go on, you've seen her act. Tell Mr. Von Schmooten how good she is. All right. Mr. Von Schmooten? Yes, ma'am. You've been crying for new blood, and this child should be the answer to your cry. Thanks, lady. Don't worry, little girl. I can see your entire future. Mr. Von Schmooten signs you to a contract. The first time your face is flashed on a screen, you capture America's heart. You're a sensational child star. Yes, yes. Mm, now you're blossomed from childhood to beautiful womanhood. You have the world at your feet. You're the greatest romantic star that ever lived. Yes, yes, go on. At the height of your career, Mr. Von Schmooten casts you in a bad picture, but that doesn't stop you. He casts you in another bad picture, but that doesn't stop you. He casts you in another bad picture and another bad picture. But that doesn't stop me. Not much. You're washed up now, friend. <laughs> Oh, now, Mr. Von Schulten, how about me? Well, all right, I sign you to an 87-year contract <laughs> with 10-minute options. <laughs> Your salary is $15,000 a week until you start. Then you're automatically dropped. <laughs> sign on the dotted line, please, and I'll take the contract into Mr. Von Tooten. Oh, thank you, Mr. Von Schulten. At last, I'm in picture. Yes, you are... Excuse me a minute. Yes. Hello? Hmm? Oh, for goodness sakes. Who... What's the matter? Well, there, there's been another slight reorganization. No. Yes, this is the most reorganizationist business I've ever seen. Mr. Von Hooten is no longer the producer. Mr. Von Hooten is the producer now. Oh, do I have to go through all that again? Well, I'm sorry, I can't help it. That's the movie business. And you better hurry before, before there's, there's another, another reorganization. reorganization. <laughs> yes, that. Excuse me, step Hello? Hello? Oh, for goodness sakes. Well, who do I have to see now? Nobody. We can't use you as a movie star. You mean I'm not good enough? No, no, it isn't that. You see, there's been a, not a slight reorganization. <laughs> We're in the fish business now. Oh. <laughs> 
just a minute, ladies and gentlemen, Phil Regan and the King's men return to sing for us again. But first, a word from John Conte. You know, when a small boy gets a bath, his mother sees to it that he's scrubbed all over, including behind the ears. Well, when your good golf dealer does a lubrication job on your car, he's even more careful not to miss a single place and to give every place just the right golf lubricant. What's more, your good golf dealer has special equipment to help him do a really modern lubrication job and he has available full information about the particular make and model car that you drive. Yes, your good golf dealer is well able to do the job exactly as the manufacturer would want it done. So drive in where you see the sign of the Gulf Orange Disc. Get your regular spring oil changed to Gulf Pride motor oil, and at the same time, get a Gulf quality lubrication job. It pays to make the good golf dealer your dealer. And now, Phil Regan and the King's men give us their version of one of this year's hit tunes. The masquerade is over. Boys, it's all yours. Your eyes don't shine like they used to shine And the thrill is gone when your lips meet mine I'm afraid the masquerade is over, and so is love, and so is love. Your words don't mean what they used to mean. They were once inspired, now they're just I'm afraid the masquerade is over, and so is love, and so is love. I guess I'll have to play Pagliacci and get myself a clown's disguise and learn to laugh like Pagliacci. Thank you, Phil Regan and the King's Men. 
Joey Brown and Edith Fellows for a swell Screen Guild show. And now, ladies and gentlemen, once more, Miss Claudette Colbert. Thank you, Melvin. I can't tell you how much I enjoyed myself tonight. And on behalf of the cast, I want to thank the Gulfoil companies for making these programs possible. The entire proceeds go to the Motion Picture Relief Fund to be used in building a home for the members of the industry who are no longer able to provide for themselves. That's well, Claudette. Thanks. <laughs> good night. And good night, everybody. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, next week, same time, same station, the good golf dealer in your neighborhood joins the Gulf Oil Companies in welcoming you to another Screen Guild show with Misha Auer, Billy Burke, Jerry Colonna, Jack Oakey, Betty Jane Rhodes, and Roger Pryor. Claudette Colbert appeared through the courtesy of Paramount and can now be seen in the picture Midnight. Joey Brown, who appeared through the courtesy of Paramount Pictures and the Post Toasties program, is soon to start on $1,000 a touchdown. Thanks to Metro-Goldwyn-Mayer Studios for the King's Men and for Melvin Douglas, who has just completed Tell No Tales and who will soon appear in the Columbia picture Good Girls Go to Paris. Thanks also to Republic Studios for Phil Regan, now working in the picture Fighting Irish. John Conti speaking. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System.